Hey there! Welcome to the Main Dish Podcast. This is Miley and Mandy, and we're so happy that you joined us this week. I want you to know off the top that the Main Dish Podcast, while we love food, that's not what this podcast is about. In our episodes, we will dish on subjects that are meant to feed our minds, fuel our body, and inspire our hearts. I love that. That speaks us. It is. Thanks for joining us, friends. So before we jump into this week's episode, let's talk a little good and new. Mandy, what's good and new in your world? Oh my God. Okay, so <laughs> I love this reaction <laughs> that you have. I, I'm i not sure if I have a lot of good and new. Okay, so I read The Duke and I. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned last week that I had bought the books. Right. And so for our listeners who uh, may not be familiar with The Duke and I, what is The Duke and I? The Duke and I is the first book in the Bridgerton series. And for those listeners who don't know about the Bridgerton <laughs> series, welcome to this planet. Exactly. Um, Where only, have you been? Only the most ever viewed Netflix show in their history as of, I think, a, a week ago-ish, like... 82 million households so that's like not even counting the three times my household watched the whole series <laughs> and by my host household i mean me uh, <laughs> um and i'm on my sister's account so i mean we count as one she's watched it she told me she's watching it like a second or a third time too oh wow so she's maybe like, it's there's great like to work five out or six too. counts on that one account yeah, yeah 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 she's like it's great to work out too i'm like Girl, I could not work out watching no. that Simon Bassett. Uh-uh-uh. Ooh, girl. Okay, so I I bought the books because mm-hmm. I was like, I need to take a break from the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, three times in a month was, you know, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm doing okay. But I bought the books to hold me over. Hold and really- you over until <laughs> series two? Yeah. Or season two? Um, the second installment, if you will. Mm. Um. And I wanted to see how the book held up or how how they translated it from book oh, yeah. to screen. Because mm-hmm. I'm always really interested in that. It's not very often that I read a book and then see the, the film or whatever. Oh, so it's my thing. I actually oh. love movies and books when, you know, when there's a book and then they make it into a movie. I used to always read the book first and then watch the movie, but I always found myself mm. disappointed. There's always so many adaptations from the book to the movie that sometimes I get a little disappointed that, oh, they forgot this part from the book or whatnot. So up until about five years ago, I was watching, or I would read the book and then watch the movie. Ever since then, I decided I'd watch movies first, then read the book after. Okay. So I was just going to say, how did I, so I did it obviously in the reverse. I watched the series three times. <laughs> and then watched the book. That's why when and you finished the, the book, book, I was like, what did you think? Tell me the differences. Like what, what's going on in your head now? Yeah. So now I'm curious for you real quick. What do you think when you watch the movie and then read the book? Do you still love the book more? I still love the book more, but I'm not as disappointed. Okay. Because I'm like, I already know that the book's going to have a little bit more than the movie. Okay. And that's why I'm not as disappointed. Okay. So that that's kind of how I feel right now. So the only time I actually did read a book and then see the movie, it was on accident. It was before I knew they were making it into mm-hmm. a movie. I read John Green's The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, Okay. And I just loved it. I, I liked him so much as an author. I actually read a few of his books. Paper Towns, which I think they also made into a movie, but I didn't see. Um, and I saw The Fault in Our Stars. And I actually thought they did a really good job staying true to the book. Um, very few things that I felt they left out. But like 
you can only fit so much into like right. A of course, that's what I mean. Yeah, hundred minutes. The, the only time where I have watched the movie and then read the book and not been disappointed was the Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. Mm. They did an incredible job, just like you had said about the faults in the in the in your stars. Yeah, uh, they did a great job at really making a movie reflect the book. So I love the Notebook, the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should read that book. But I'm on the Bridgerton series right now. So well, you let me know. I have all of the Nicholas Sparks books. You do. I am a huge Nicholas Sparks fan. Okay, well, I'll well they're all take in my it. storage room. But okay, next time you go, yes, bring it. We'll do. No rush, obviously. Okay, so I finished The Duke and I in three nights. I love yeah. you. That I love that you're such a reader. Like, I, when I get hooked into a book, I will just, I will stop everything in my whole life and I will just read. So I think the part of why I read this, I'm really not, I used to be an avid reader. Like, as a kid, as a young adult, I read, read, read. And it's why I, I, I have a good reading speed mm-hmm. and I have a good vocabulary I was gonna say and you're very articulate thank you I read a lot as a kid small kid like I would sit in my room and read all day total introvert from the time I was like seven so I read the book and because I'd seen the show so many times I know kind of what's coming right right so I'm reading it excited to get to like certain points <laughs> in the story I'm like come on when does this happen when does that happen when do they da 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 and um it was interesting. There's stuff in the book that they completely changed the storylines on in the TV series. But mm. I mean, they, one book they made into like eight hours of TV, not like yeah. a movie where it's like an hour two hours. Yeah. Right. So they changed some of the storylines. There's no queen in the first book. I mean, there's a queen, but she's not a character. Oh, there's no queen. There's so they no did. prince. So then I would say like they did a really great job at creating a queen character in the TV series because she actually added, I think, mm-hmm. added some humor to and some depth, I think, especially with her story. I don't want to ruin it, but yeah. her story about and like prince? her love. Yeah. Oh, and her love her with the king. And yes, the that's what I mean. I didn't want to spoil it. So there's also no color right in the book. Mm. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure all of the characters are white. White, Mm, white, white. Yeah. So when I'm reading the book and they start talking about the Duke and like something about his light eyes, I was like, no, his eyes aren't light. You got it wrong. No, all wrong. So I had to like, I was like visually (laughs) in the movie with my characters while I was reading the book. You know, that's one part of the TV series. Like, so sometimes when I get really, really into things, like I really want to learn the behind, the why behind some of the decisions that mm. filmmakers make. Yeah. And I haven't had time to dive into it, but I'm pretty sure there's got to be articles and YouTube videos and interviews with the filmmakers and producers about why they decided to go a different route for the Duke. Because oftentimes m- many filmmakers and producers will try to select the actor's to reflect the characters. Yeah. Uh, but when they don't, I always am intrigued by the reasons why they decide to go a different route. So in, I mean, this is a Shondaland show, right? Shonda yeah. Rhimes, who's like the creative genius behind all sorts of shows that people love. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan it, of. But people she's, love it. Yeah. But oh, people, yeah. And, and she's, she is kind of like a trailblazer for especially women in and she's film, a black woman, mm-hmm. yeah. and so she is all about uh, testing the waters, you know, going beyond the boundaries and uh, testing cultural norms and things like that. So I'm not surprised that mm-hmm. for something like for some of those decisions that the filmmakers made were potentially, I would say, highly influenced by Shonda. Yeah. So I, I, 
I'm assuming she's the one who took this from book to screen or one of the people like she has like an eight series deal with Netflix. Nice. She signed with them like three years ago. So this is like one of the first like it's the second or the third thing that she's doing with Netflix. So we'll be seeing more from Shondaland. But like I have done a bit. So in in the few days that I didn't indulge, I uh, I did manage to dive into social media. I watched some interviews with some of the cast. I have yet to see an interview with reggae the reggae john the lead character hmm. um but i've read some interviews and he's so well spoken i'm just like oh, he was very well spoken in the tv series i'm so. just like melting i'm like a puddle reading his show i'm like so turned on like why do or why are emotionally available and vulnerable vulnerable and well-spoken men so fucking sexy because they're vulnerable and and he's like emotionally available so it makes you turned on because it like appeals to the feminine in us exactly and like he talks about um the modern feminist like the modern feminism like through his lens bringing Mm. that to the character and like the character in the book is a tall dark and handsome character Mm -hmm. just white Hmm. So, um, yeah, there's no queen in the book. There's no prince. The Burbrook storyline is different in the book. It's much more dramatic and exciting on the screen than it was in the book. Interesting. Um, Yeah, it's good. So now I'm on to the second book, which I've only read like the epilogue, the very beginning. What's the, the second intro. book? Which Bridgerton is the second book about? Anthony, the oldest. Oh, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. Anthony. Yes. So it's. I, uh, I, I had a Viscount. feeling that it would be him, yeah. especially how the how they ended the first they show, ended yeah. the first one. Yeah, yeah, because he like ends the show like exactly. Guess mm-hmm. I'm gonna go find somebody to marry. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. You know. So I wonder if we're gonna have any uh, if, if we're gonna have any visits from the Duke and Daphne in the second book, or if it's only going to be about Antony. Well, I mean, her brothers, the brothers all make an appearance in yeah. the first book. They're all yeah, characters course, in the first yeah. book, but none of them to the extent it was in the TV show. Okay, like the see, t- that's what like I mean. The TV show takes into account, I think, a little bit more of their pre-story mm-hmm. than Probably setting the stage up in, for. Yeah, than in the actual The Duke and I book. So you don't really hear about any of the exciting things that all the other boys. So in the eight episodes that Bridgerton had on Netflix, we need to save this for a whole other episode. Yeah, we do. Um, You don't get any of their story. But anyways, the book is good. They have adapted it well for the eight hours that they put into the Netflix series. I think it was a little more exciting the way they did some of the storylines and introducing some different stuff. Like the prince made it really jazzy and dynamic mm-hmm. and like a love triangle. We're all suckers for a love triangle. Um, Bring me a tall blonde prince and a tall, dark and handsome duke. Like, I'm, you know, I'm in the I'm same in. boat as Daphne. Bowl of popcorn like, and I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bowl of popcorn and you're there actually two bowls of popcorn and we're both there exactly sweet so yeah i'm reading the i read the book in like three nights i woke up sunday morning and finished it and i was like done sweet oh god what's next so <laughs> i took a couple days off and now i started the okay yeah good for you. the next yeah. one that's mostly my good and new mm, okay i don't know if i have anything else crazy or wild or eccentric um i'm thinking of leaving the dating apps yes you had mentioned that yeah. Why? You have left the dating apps. I have. At least but I as really far wasn't as my involvement. Into, <laughs> I wasn't really into it because you, it was mostly you. You say that, but then I would not do it and I would open it up and you like send all these like 
likes. Right. And I then would I'm send having it out, but I never really interact with anyone. <laughs> I was, I'm a horrible, I'm horrible to date. I'm, I'm cleaning up the I mess. So now I've just like ghosted on everybody because I just like vamoosed. I was yeah. like, I didn't delete your profile. I thought about it, but I was like, I'll let her do that. I don't well, need to, I don't need to do I, that. I, I, my bumble's been silenced for the last six weeks. And then yeah. my hinge, I kind of just been quiet left for a while. you. I haven't had it on for weeks, right, but it was so on for a minute. Yeah. I don't know. But it's been off for a while. But yeah, I'm like, I'm thinking of leaving the dating apps. Why so? <sighs> I don't know. I'm very, I'm in one of those moods where I'm like, there's nothing good here. Like, oh. there's nothing for me here. I swear to you, I'm getting repeats of people I have already turned down. Mm. So I'm debating like, I was because I was debating if I leave the dating app. Should I completely erase my profile and start fresh? But like, then do I have to go through all these same fools again? It's going to sell me all the same matches. But then I swear to you, I am getting repeats. And I thought I was a couple months ago. And I'm like, 100% sure. I get repeats. repeats. I mean, I got, I saw many familiar faces this time, this year or this time compared, you know, compared to when I was on these apps a year ago, I recognized many people. And I was like, oh, these same people are still single. Yeah, like once or they're single again (laughs) or they're single again, which I'm single again, you know, so I I think whether or not you start a whole new profile, you're going to get repeats. (sighs) And the other thing is, should I go to Bumble? Like I'm debating all these things. I'm like, should I leave the app entirely? There's the other thing, too. I see many people on both. both. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. I'm like, I feel like they're going to all hit me one way or the other. Exactly. And I don't feel like being in Bumble like digging for people like because you have to be active like people just can't send you right. you don't know if bumble you're is harder to like you really have to be active because you lose right. that connection after 24 hours so oh. i would you're right so like if i connected with somebody i would i would connect with them and then if i forgot to go back in and it was like three days later i'd see that holy moly i connected with them three days ago but i missed my chance to talk to them because i hadn't been on this app for three days oh my god so that's then I'm like, oh, bummer. Me. This guy was so cute, you know, <laughs> and then I wouldn't be able to connect with him. So you really have to stay active. Well, when I'm on the dating apps, I set the notifications off. Yeah, so when same. anybody messages me or connect, like I connect or match with somebody on either one of those, I don't get notified. So I actually have to actively remember to go into the apps. Yeah. And so if, if you're no. that person, if you're that, that person, doesn't like notifications and I don't. Right. Uh, Bumble is not a good app for you. Okay. Yeah. Sold. So stay with Hinge if you're going to do. Yeah, unsold. So stay with Hinge if you're not someone who's going to be active on there where you're going to get the notifications because it's time is of the essence. The idea of being like tied to your phone with notifications from "Eh." Bumble and Hinge and what's the other one? Tinder. Yeah. I turn off all of my notifications. The only notifications I get is email and my actual text messages on my entire phone. I don't get um, I don't get notifications mm. from any other app on my phone that's I the kind of person i am i don't Instagram like no, dm message uh, yeah no me neither <laughs> i don't do that yeah that's the only one i have on i don't get emails i don't get nothing oh I oh that's funny messages, oh but yeah no emails oh like, no i don't want to know if i get an email uh you know i'm married to my work Ew. <laughs> i get too many email you have too many email accounts i, I have know. too many email accounts and i do not want to know if i get an email like I, i'm tied enough to the email from eight to five i don't want to know so anyways, that's what's new with me. I am obsessed with Bridgerton and we're going to do a, a bonus podcast episode and talk to you guys all about uh, my experience of Bridgerton between the book and the TV show. Am I digging in on articles and characters and actors? So you're and already spoiling the bonus? Which ones I found out are gay in real life. I'm like, oh, wow, you really dived in. 
Yeah, dove in. I just went on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. I didn't go too crazy. But the music and the oh, cinematography yes. and all the fun things that I like to geek out on. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I was keeping it a secret, but now that you've spoiled the surprise, Oopsie. watch out or put your ears out. Keep your ears out for that bonus episode. Is that a thing? Keep I don't know. I'm, keep, I'm creating. Keep, keep your ears out. Put your ears out. <laughs> Open your ears. Stay tuned. Fine. I'm sure it'll be on the Instagram. Tell me what's new and good with you. What's new and good with me? I found a couch for my new casita. That is exciting. Uh, and what color is it? It's a light gray. How many and, butts can fit on it? Um, it has three sections to it, but I'm sure I can fit like five people on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it reclines. Oh. And it has this. Is like, it a sectional, like a little L? Mm, no. Oh, okay. Because the the two, it's a three seat sofa, <laughs> and the ends reclines and the middle section if you flip open the center back it turns into this little uh mini coffee table kind of thing but it has these outlets that i can plug my electronics <laughs> in and it has a little charger thing where i can put my phone on and it charges oh super does it have a refrigerator excited. in the middle and like oh, a toilet under the I cushion wish, so you can just no. like never get up i know that would be awesome. i live here now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i finally found my dream couch and then well, it sounds like two people fit on it. If two ends recline and right. the middle is folded into a coffee table, it's like a two seater. Two seater. Me and you. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll be podcasting from there. <laughs> I need to, I need to know when, is it at your place now? Do you have No, it? it's going to get delivered next week. Okay. So once it gets delivered and you sit on it and decide which side is yours. Oh, my side is the left side. Oh, okay. So my side is the right yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> Let- if I'm looking at it, the right or the left or wait. No, when you're sitting in it. When you're sitting on it, your side is the left. Left. Okay. So you you'd be right here, right there on the right side, and I'll be over here. Let's see that. Even on your it. couch, I'm on the left side. <laughs> That's true. You do sit on my left mm-hmm. like all of the time. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's how I roll. Interesting. Okay, so you got a couch. What else is new? I got a TV mount. Okay. And I got a rug. A TV for the TV mount? Uh, I'm going to get a TV, but I know that I'm mounting the TV. So I got a TV mount. Okay. And then I already got my desk from Amazon. And I think I'm getting a queen bed. I was torn between a twin and a queen, but I'm getting the queen. And you're like, I'm not going in between with the double. No. Because what a waste. Exactly. Okay. Like so, make a decision. Be right. a twin or be a queen. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, because with a twin, I could uh, like I could use it in the future. It would be a twin XL. Mm-hmm. And so if I get a second twin XL, I could turn it into a king oh. for my master bedroom in the future when I have a house. So oh. that's why I was like twin or a queen. Because if I get the queen, it'll just be, I'll either use the queen or it'll be in the guest bedroom. How do you turn a twin XL into a king? Do you, you just have two mattresses? Two twin xls make a king so then you have like a split in your bed well so my bed right now in the house that i'm living in i actually have two twin xls and then i have a king topper on it so it's about like a three inch topper on top of two twin xls so it's not so noticeable oh it's not noticeable at all i don't notice at all okay yeah okay really comfortable i love my king bed but i'm leaving it at my mom's house i'm a king bed fan i just haven't wanted to buy one for myself oh i love it for just me the queen is plenty of room yeah that's why yeah i don't want anybody sleeping with me (laughs) (laughs) 
Hmm. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you can come over, but you can't stay. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hmm. Extracurricular activities. Well, that's only. why I really wanted a a, a a comfortable couch, too. Mm-hmm. And it reclines, too. So if I... No, that's oh. what my queen is for. <laughs> uh, but the recliner is for anybody who wants to say that I don't want to have sex with. <laughs> they can sleep oh, on the right. couch. Because it reclines. <laughs> exactly. Throw a sheet over them. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I like it. But if, if I want to have sex, you can sleep with me and my, my queen. <laughs> is that an invitation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so this week's episode, let's just start off by saying happy early Valentine's Day to everybody. But this week's episode, we decided to spend some time talking with some loves of our lives, which are our gal pals. I call it Galentine's Day. Okay. Happy Galentine's Day. Uh, trigger warning, Valentine's Day is coming. But if that, if you hate Valentine's Day or you think it's ridiculous, like I do, call it Galentine's Day. Okay, done. Uh, yeah, I uh, had my best friend on, Shireen. And she has literally been my Galentine Valentine since like 2000. I mean, I've known her since 2007. We'll get into our, our history. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's been my ride or die Valentine. I mean, for real, since at least 2009, maybe eight. Oh, that's awesome. Good maybe eight. I've never been one to really celebrate Valentine's Day. Even when I was with somebody, I think it's so... There's just so much Trite. pressure, so much talk. <laughs> I, I'm i not going to focus so much energy on one day to show love to somebody. Like I would like to think I would like to think that I'm someone who shows my appreciation and my love for the people that I love in my life like every day of the year. So yeah. I don't want to spend one day trying to prove my love to someone. So even in the past, I've never really had. I've never really made such a big deal out of Valentine's Day. Yeah, I don't. I've never gone ham over Valentine's mm. Day. I think that's why I've always spent it as like a girl's day. Like, go out and I mean, even when I had boyfriends, I was with Shereen. So, like, the boys would come along most of the time, but it was like always very important to me that I was with her, and that was my inspiration for us recording this podcast. And um, you brought on a good friend, and we just kind of hung out and shot the yeah. shit and talked about what makes female friendships unique why they're so important how they can fulfill us in ways that relationships with men cannot and why it's important to foster those female relationships regardless of if you're in a relationship with a significant other um yeah i think i think this is a good episode i think people will enjoy listening getting to know a little bit more of us hearing us be candid with our friends for sure for sure our origin stories Mm -hmm. so enjoy the episode have fun, friends. Well, this week we have two very special guests with us. We're super excited to have them because Valentine's Day is coming up. And what better time to celebrate the people that mean a lot to us, people that we love. And uh, these people that are on with us are our very best gal pals. Our galentines, if oh, you will. galentines. I like that. <laughs> Mandy, do you want to introduce your guests? I would love to. My guest who hates to love to be here is Shireen. <laughs> that was exactly how I felt all day. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because Shireen's extroverted, but doing this is a little scary for her. So it's fun for me that it's scary for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's Shireen. I've known Shireen since, gosh, 2007 we're going on 14 years this year she's my longest relationship ever same 
life partner. Longer hetero than- life partners. Yeah, she's my hetero life mate. What's that? I was going to say longer <laughs> than your relationship with wine. No. <laughs> Actually, my friendship with Mandy is longer than my relationship with wine because I had my first glass of wine while I was with her. Oh, I don't know if I even knew that. That's a really fun fact. I like that. And then I thought it was terrible and I made you finish the bottle by yourself, of which you did very successfully. I will take one for the team. <laughs> Mandy usually does when the wine's involved. I'm She's a pretty- true friend, y'all. <laughs> She's a team player. <laughs> Ride or die. Um, Miley, you want to introduce yeah. your guest to us? My guest today is Katie Martin. We've known each other for, I would say, since 2012. 12? 2011. So that's what, eight years? Nice. Yeah. yeah. And we met in dental school. It's actually 2021, so you're either nine or 10 years. I know the last year is kind of a moot point, but it happened. It doesn't <laughs> Okay, we'll go with that. Miley notoriously hates math. So I'm not, fine. yeah, just because I'm Asian, don't assume I know math. <laughs> and don't assume I know how to do nails or, or no. <laughs> This is one of the first things we talked about when I actually met you. So I've known you since 2010. Yes. And uh, not very long into me knowing you, I think you divulged not knowing anything about nails. You know, I like to be for like, I I like to be, what is that? Um, Just lay it all out there. Just up front forward or front forward nope that's not it. <laughs> uh, english is also hard too sometimes i think of words and they're not the right words um i like to be up front that's the word i was thinking of. i like to be up front about my asian skills or lack of just in case <laughs> she's excellent with computer stuff though like this av setting all of it up it's she's a whiz oh, well thank you well you know i just keep pushing buttons until something works but don't tell anybody that secret <laughs> But anyways, my guest today is Katie Martin. We've known each other for, I guess, nine years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Katie concurs. We met in dental school, and uh, Katie's from Prescott. And uh, we've done a lot of, uh, we uh, you know, our friendship started with doing a lot of um, shared goals and shared activities related to dentistry and volunteerism. And Ever since we've finished dental school, we've kept in touch and we've continued our volunteerism, but our friendship has also deepened and she's been uh, an amazing friend, gal pal and best friend to me. Like I, I have been able to confide in her in a lot of things too. So I'm really grateful to have her. Awesome. You know what I'm realizing? I mean, I realized this coming into tonight, but our listeners, anyone listening may or may not notice, but we are all dental like yes. this is like dental divas <laughs> happening right here. Two dentists and then two administrators. So Woo-hoo. yeah, it's funny that the dentist is the dentist guest. And my- then the administrator <laughs> is the administrator <laughs> guest. <laughs> That's not, yeah, it wasn't meant like you birds know. of a feather. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. So uh, we're in good company. Shereen and I happen to really enjoy dentists. So <laughs> you and I happen to. Right administrators <laughs> yep can't do our job without you i was gonna say we can't do each other like we can't do our respective jobs without each other yeah. i love it so um should do you think we should interview each other's guests we could i was simply gonna let our listeners also know that 
we are super excited to kind of have our guests on the show for the week of Valentine's Day because it's really important for females to have and continue and strengthen their their relationships with each other and especially as we get older and our you know especially when our lives get complicated with our careers and um, other relationships in our life we have a lot of goals and it's you know there there's a importance and a value to maintaining your female friendships and so that's a big point and a big purpose of our episode today I agree that was like the catalyst for um, suggesting this was it's not easy in adulthood to make new female friends it's not um, and it doesn't happen often to where you make a female friend and you hold on to them for so long so I think these are a unique set of friendships that um, we're just really lucky to have I like it don't cry dry your eyes it's gonna get funny you know before we get started why don't we just cheers to Female friendships, gal pals, galentines. Cheersies. Cheers. Yay. <laughs> we are drinking a cab, a Cabernet Sauvignon from, where did, where did the, oh, I think it's New Zealand. Ooh. Yeah. And Miley's I made into a spritzer because <laughs> she's so-so with the wine. So it's more like a sangria. How is it? Did I do good? You always do good, Mandy. I made her dinner Sometimes today my too. Taste buds just, you know. It's good. <laughs> she for anyone listening, she has an angry face while she says, It's good. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm developing my taste buds. I've been developing my taste buds for a long time. <laughs> sure, sure enough to she You'll get there. See? I've come quite a long way, especially having Mandy as my friend. Yeah, sometimes, you know, like you and Mandy have your, you know, so for Mandy's birthday, at least for the last few years since her and I have gotten closer, you guys go to Napa or you guys go to Northern California for her birthday every July. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, I'll go just to hang out and I'll be DD. I don't know if I can drink a lot of wine. I'm I'm, I'm training and I've been training and I don't seem to ever get to where I want to be with this whole wine drinking. What happens is at the wineries when you're wine tasting, especially in Napa where it's like tasting room, tasting room, tasting room. um, After the first one and a half, you kind of stop noticing as much of what you're tasting. So you just you drink just, yeah just drink. you don't care so much if you don't love it hmm. you know katie martin is a great has a great bar at her house she loves wine too i think i might be mm-hmm. the odd one out but that's okay what are well i guess like what are your guys's favorite wines since we're talking about wine now that you know shireen you've yeah. developed a wine tongue and katie martin you ha- already have one i really like spanish wine like big red wines, pretty similar to Mandy's palate. I do like me some Spanish wines. I would say I'm more of a white wine drinker, uh, only because I feel like I can get through a lot more glasses of white wine. (laughs) I drink red, I can, you know, get one or two glasses down, but I I can polish off a nice bottle of white wine by myself. (laughs) I like it. Uh, She likes white wine because she can drink more of it. Because I can drink more of it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a life hack, everyone. <laughs> Follow us for more tips. I like drinking white wine because I think it stains my teeth less. 
Is that this is a very <laughs> valid point? Is that a nerdy reason? Anytime I go to parties or whatever, they're asking me like, you know, and it's like people are drinking, and you're like, you kind of, I'm like, oh, I should probably drink too, so I look social and like I'm part of the crew. Um, and I'll be like, white or white or white or red, and I'll be like, I'll take the white wine, just because I'd rather if I'm gonna drink, I'd rather just not stain my teeth. I do the same. I think if I'm out occasionally, I will drink white wine, especially if I think I'm wearing something that I might splash on hmm. yeah my favorite wine is um wine <laughs> yeah. when bartenders are like like I'll be looking at a wine list and they're you know do you like white do you like red and I just go yes <laughs> so, I'm like that I just yeah usually I just tell them what I'm in the mood for sometimes I'm going white sometimes I'm going red like I'm all over the map sometimes a nice sparkling with Shireen sometimes a rosé <laughs> Just depends on my mood. What time of day is it? What am I doing later? Like, there's so many variables to consider. And what there really are. Yeah. See, Katie feels me. It's like, I don't know. What kind of day am I lining myself up for? Like, I can't get too crazy. I can't, okay, we're starting the day at like noon with a cab. It's too early. But, you know, it's like 8 p.m. It's time for a cab. My favorite is Moscato. Yes, I know. You can, I feel the stairs. But hey, I I love that everybody just went totally quiet <laughs> for like 1.5 seconds. It was like, like, I remember my first wine too, Miley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, t like giving her other wines. I'm like, now this is not a Moscato, <laughs> but I can put some sweet sparkling water in it to make it better. <laughs> You. <laughs> I'm practicing. I'm practicing. Baby steps. Baby steps. Can I have a Moscato after this? <laughs> if I finish this, can I have a Moscato <laughs> as your dessert? Oh, I mean, it is a dessert. Yeah. It but as my like... reward for finishing my main dish, my main <laughs> wine, my main course of wine. I'll never forget the first time tasting Moscato. I was like, what did I just taste? <laughs> It was, I think it was in the South somewhere and it was like, I don't know, somewhere in the South where they were pretending to make wine and, you know, they only grew these certain types of grapes. Did it wasn't any... pretending to make wine. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. And, and they had these crazy table grapes and they were making these sweet wines. And I was just like, so offended because I was expecting a wine tasting and that's <laughs> I was so happy the first time I drank Moscato I was like if wine tastes this good I'll drink wine the rest of the rest of my life Molly was like I'll take a case and I have <laughs> I have <laughs> I love it so much mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so I mean I know how Shireen and I met, but I don't actually know how you and Katie met. Katie, what would be your version of the story of how you and Miley met? I think it probably was at, I, I bet it was at an oral cancer walk meeting. I knew pretty early on in dental school that I had wanted to get involved in oral cancer related stuff because of um, the uh, education I had gotten before was kind of focused on oral cancer. And when I knew that there was 
a walk in Arizona. Um, I think I signed up just to go to like one of the first organizational meetings and it was run by by the lovely Miley. And so um, I, I think that's probably where it was. Okay. Unless it was just like randomly in the clinic somewhere, which is also possible. That's possible. <laughs> but I would say like, even if it was, even if it was in clinic, we probably didn't even like really, real, really know each other or even be cognizant mm-hmm. of each other's presence until we had something shared in common, like the oral cancer walk. Right. That's probably, again, yeah. the reason why our, you know, it started off and we hit it off so well because we, really believed in the mission of the walk and really organizing an event that would not only raise money for people who were fighting oral cancer, the lifelong battle of oral cancer, but also being able to educate and empower the community about this health initiative. And so um, hanging out, getting to know each other. I love you. Going through- this was not your turn to speak. Oops. It was Katie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I will say, I think what probably solidified the friendship was (laughs) the first year that I had volunteered for the walk. um, The night before the walk is always crazy. And most people stay up pretty late trying to help get stuff organized. But um, I ended up, (laughs) well, I should say Miley and I ended up staying up, I think probably until like 3 a.m., running the U-Haul, picking up chairs and tables and driving them to um, the location that first year. Um, And I'll never forget being just so, so, so tired with you in the back of a U-Haul at like 3 a.m. taking a nap and then being back at the at the beginning of the walk at like 5 a.m. And I think that that was probably it because it was just you and I that stuck it out the entire night. You bonded over like a traumatic experience at the oral cancer walk. Isn't that what they say? Like yeah. really bond people or things that like have adrenaline or fear or. <laughs> yep, totally. That's true. And that was 2012? I think it was. Yeah, I started. Well, so I started dental school 2012. So it might have been 2013 was when that first walk was that I participated in. Okay, nice. Awesome. Now she's scared to talk. <laughs> it's your floor now. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Do you have any rebuttal to this alleged story of how you met? Nope. I have photographic evidence. Oh, oh. do you? We need some of that. We need yeah. the content for that. I have a picture of you somewhere in the back of a U-Haul at like two in the morning. I was actually, while you were telling the story, I thought of it. And I was like, I, I feel like I remember us taking pictures and then me saying like, Katie, we're going to do this again next year and the following year and the following year. And then, then the thing is you were going to, you had plans for going to residency. And so I was like, well, after residency, you better come back and help again. This seat right here, the passenger seat of the U-Haul is yours. You better come back and keep it warm. I will say the very first time that that girl ever drove a U-Haul, I was the passenger. Oh, she was driving it? Oh. <laughs> Is that like, like the steering wheel was like this. She was like a little kid. Like, Did she have it on like a phone? <laughs> like a stack. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I think I had to scoot to the front of the, the edge of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are so brave, Katie. 
That's a friend. You know what? I was just tired. I didn't notice. It was fine. I would say Katie's a survivor. She's like, death would be welcome right now. It's fine. (laughs) It was scary. I will find these pictures. I will share them. Yeah, I'm so tired. I might die. Whatever. (laughs) But then you, you know, you you are alive still. Look at you alive and thriving. Rode in a U-Haul the first time. Five and I more. did. I come back every year. <laughs> I love it. So, never failed. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of stories of those late nights of U-Hauls, and I understand how setting up those events goes. And it is an incredibly long night, and then a really early morning to do it all day long. And it's like 48 hours with about six hours of sleep. And yeah. That's wild. I love it. <laughs> That's a great story. I love it. I love it. She kept you up all night and then scared the bejesus out of you and you all. I fed her though. I think I fed you. Maybe. You're I'm sure. Yeah. You're yeah, I'm sure. Feeding people. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the Asian in me. And the, you know, I hear Greek people do it a lot too. Pay people in food. <laughs> Okay, so Shireen, what's your version of you and Mandy meeting? Uh, <laughs> she was working at a dental office with a doctor I had previously worked with, and he asked me to come in and interview and kind of do a little tour of the office. So I came in, and then Mandy asked if I wanted to come sit at the desk, be, uh, sit behind the counter at the desk with her. And I was like, I really didn't want to, but you know, like, okay. Um, I do recall she kept trying to talk to me and ask me questions. And I was like, stop talking to me. I'm not here to see you. But you know, (laughs) I also just didn't enjoy talking to people I didn't know back then. I've come a long, long way. (laughs) She'll tolerate it these days. Yeah. (laughs) Mandy's version is much better though <laughs> well, I mean that's pretty much how it, it happened I mean I worked for a dentist in Scottsdale and he had worked with Shereen before he was like we need a new DA I'm bringing in a girl from my pre- previous office to see if she's into the place I was like okay I'm like cool I'll talk to anybody I don't care what's up hey stranger and like, this little brown girl with these big chunky blonde highlights shows up <laughs> And I was like, this who? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and like, it, you know, the dentist was busy and you do what you do. You're like hospitable. Like I'm the front desk. You're the first person everyone sees when you come in. So it's like, don't sit out there with the patients. Ew. <laughs> come. Do you want to sit back here? Like have a seat. He'll be out in a minute. Blah, blah, blah. I told him you're here. And like, yeah, I totally did. She keep trying to ask her questions. And Shireen's uh, avoidance of conversation also included heavy eye rolling um <laughs> which i a good portion of the time was not self-aware so i had no idea i was doing it um it was so hardcore <laughs> and i can be rather tenacious when i i'm just like you know wanting to talk to someone um yeah i do remember keep trying to make conversation with you so you go to asu and she was like uh-huh <laughs> So what? then what, um, that's I, the first I just, day you guys I wanted met. the phone to ring so bad. I was like, please let the phone ring like anything. <laughs> so then you continued to, you, you obviously worked there as a DA. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. She got hired. When did you guys start actually like hanging out or what kind of solidified your friendship? Like, obviously at that point you were just coworkers. You weren't even friends, friends, right? So she was desperately trying to avoid me. (laughs) I have to put you in a U-Haul. Yeah. (laughs) You got to get creative. I didn't have access to to be a friend. You got to get creative. This is a, this is a pro tip. Like you got to make them fear for your life so you can bond over it and really make them depend on you. A good baseline for your friendship. (laughs) Scare the pants off of them and they'll be your friend forever. (laughs) Scare them so that you can be a hero, right? Hero, a shiro. Shiro. Thank you. It's the gals, gals episode. It's a shiro. Uh, yeah, Shireen, what did bond us? How did you start hanging out with me? Mandy kept inviting me out and I finally gave in at some point. And then I was like, she's okay. And then we started hanging out. Like we were literally together, like at least five days a week. Some, I mean, outside of work, mm-hmm. I would say three to five days a week, hanging out, living our best single lives. <laughs> Uh, I asked Shereen, I had just moved in with this guy in Tempe, like just somebody I found on the internet and he had a bunch of, he was single. I was single. We had a bunch of single friends or he had a bunch of single friends and they were rapidly becoming my friends. I was stealing all of his friends. And cause I'm like cooler than he was. He will openly admit that too, by the way, that's not just me flexing. He's like, Mandy, you're way cooler than me. You're like the best roommate ever. How did I get so lucky? I'm like, I know. So, <laughs> um, I was, we partied every weekend. I mean, we were like in our mid twenties or something and, uh, or early twenties. Yeah. Shreem was like a child. That's why she never had wine before. So (laughs) it's true. Where's the vodka? (laughs) She's like, do you guys have wine coolers? Is there any Smirnoff ice here? (laughs) I like Smirnoff. (laughs) So yeah, I harassed her. I asked her out constantly. And I think the one, correct me if I'm wrong, that broke the the straw that broke the camel's back was the invite out for, I think it was a bachelor party. And I was told that it was, it was like a limo bus type of situation. It was like some sort of stretch No, I think limo. it was a 30th, like it was a birthday. I don't remember there being a bachelor, but regardless, it was a limo party. Yeah, that's what it was. And it was for one of the brown guys that we were hanging out with at the time, like that was part of the group. And I was like, there's going to be girls, there's going to be guys, it's going to be fun, it's going to be all these people, like there's room for us and we won't be the only girls there. And we get there and we're the only girls. <laughs> I was like, you motherfuckers. I was, I was so mad at them. I was like, God damn it. We are probably the only cool female friends they knew at the time. Yeah, all the other girls were no, like, we're probably at all. Yeah, so we ended up being the only girls on this party bus. And like, obviously we kicked ass because they kept inviting us out time and time again. And uh, we probably didn't pay for anything. So Shereen was like, this is a pretty cool group. I'll come back. <laughs> life hacks, life hacks. Yeah. Hang out with a slightly older crowd that has money to buy my drinks all night. Like this works. Exactly. I get it now. Lovely. Awesome. So then um, over the years, you know, one of one of the there are a lot of hard things that can get in the way of friendships. And so it sounds like you and Mandy have had a really long, really, you know, relationship. What, 2007. So what is that? 13, 14 years. Yeah. Um, what kind of challenges have have you faced over the last 14 years that, you know, maybe some of our listeners might be facing with some of their female friendships that you can give some advice on? Would you like to take this to first stab at this one, Shireen? I'll let you go first, sir. 
I don't know that I have had a ton of hiccups in, in our friendship. Um, none that I can recall. I mean, you know, guys come and go and you're dating people and like stuff like that kind of happens. But um, uh, it's hard for me to remember the early years, maybe due to all the aforementioned partying we did. But um, <laughs> like in the last, I, I know in the last gosh, I don't even know how many years, like 10 years, I would say it's been really solid. Like for at least on my end, it's felt really solid. Like, um, just kind of always being there for each other. Like even with someone I was dating in the past, Shireen was able to like call him in the middle of the night kind of, and like, I'm in a situation, can you help me out? And so we've been pretty tight, like really tight for a long time. I don't, I don't particularly have any real bumps that I can recall with the exception of like maybe one person Shireen was dating in the past that like, you know, when it hit a hiccup, it was like a bump for her, which caused a lot of bumps elsewhere. Am I describe? would you agree with that assessment? um yeah you you define it it's your story what I was actually gonna say it's pretty similar to what you're saying I I have friendships with other female friends and I always I always feel like there's sometimes things that might run me the wrong way or we kind of get little tiffs and then we'll always make up and I really I and I reflect on this sometimes I'm like I've never I really don't recall a time where Mandy where I was ever upset with Mandy or like bothered by something she did I feel like we're pretty open with each other and we'll just say things. And I think that I feel, I know that's why we mesh so well together and don't have those hiccups. Um, When I self-reflect on that, I do feel like the early years when we first started hanging out, I wasn't there as much as I should have been as a friend, but that was also just a time for me of personal development and self-growth. And I know that now at the time I didn't which is why she probably said the last 10 years have been solid, but maybe not those first few years. So I would agree with that statement. Yeah. And it's not like I didn't feel like we weren't tight. Like you were easily one of my best friends. I mean, you started dating my roommate at one point, like you were one of my best. That was actually, that was probably now that I'm thinking about that was probably the hardest point in my difficult, in my relationship with Shireen was when she started dating my roommate. Cause I was like, I got to get out of this house. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is not going to go down well. And uh, I don't want to be here. Like, it's like putting a ball of tinfoil in the microwave. I was like, I don't want to be here when the shit catches fire. (laughs) I'm going to go. I'll be over there. When you did start dating her roommate, like, did you guys have a discussion about this? Like, I wonder, like, for me, I maybe I, I don't have very many girlfriends girlfriends and I've never really had that situation so I've never really had that conversation with anybody where I'm like I think I'd like to date your brother or I think I'd like to date someone oh, that, that you're wasn't like she was asking but, my permission but that's what I'm saying you know like how did that conversation how was that conversation how I remember it happening I feel like it was Mandy's birthday or something an event that was catered specific to Mandy and so we had planned this happy hour after work at was it Velvet Taco was that the name of it King Taco, whatever King, that place is. Taco, maybe. King Taco. And Mandy ended up canceling for some reason, wasn't feeling well or something. And so her roommate and I were messaging and I was like, well, I have my heart set on happy hour. Do you still want to go? So we ended up going. <laughs> and then the next morning, Mandy was like, 
did you hang out with my roommate yesterday? And I was like, well, how did she even know? Like, (laughs) you know, so that was really how it went. It wasn't like. I'll be honest with you. I have no recollection of that event. Um, I I don't remember ever. Well, that, okay. We're going to dive into that in a minute, but I, (laughs) I do not remember ever canceling a happy hour. I am appalled and shocked that I would do such (laughs) a thing. And and I don't remember finding out later. The incident I was going to suggest was a party bus. And so I lived with the same roommate and we had a, we, we did a number of party buses, like rager party buses. And one of them was I think it was for me and one of our friend Roy's collective birthdays because we're only a week apart. We had a party bus and one of our other friend's cousins was on the bus and the cousin was hitting on Thor or what Shireen perceived was hitting on Thor. And Shireen was like ape shit about it. So I don't know if that was before or after the happy hour, but I definitely remember. That was definitely after. Was it? Okay. So I remember Shireen was like, I am going to cut this little bitch if she does (laughs) not back the fuck up. Like, you know, this was like a little uh, unrefined back then too. And it was like a couple hours into like drinking and, you know, obviously you guys had had some like pretty fun times at a happy hour. So like there was some context there that I don't remember knowing at the time, but yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely remember, um, emotions, uh, getting a little, that, that was the first time I really realized that Shereen was like, Oh, I think she's kind of into my roommate. <laughs> like, that, that might be something. Okay. That's let's see what happens there. <laughs> yeah. That was the first time I remember knowing about it. Oh, okay. Consciously. Hmm. So it sounds like, I guess my original question was what, was what kind of like barriers have you guys faced that may have <laughs> strengthened your relationship? Um, boys come and go. Yep. So, but boys also can make you closer too. I guess. Like it allows sure. you an opportunity to bond over that. Right. I think I was thinking about me and Katie and one barrier that potentially may I think um, can sometimes be a barrier in friendships is sometimes with distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so like mm-hmm. what kinds of things can be done when you're, you know, you're facing that barrier to maintain a, a friendship. Um, Katie, I was just going to say, yeah, because Katie, that? you went away to like yeah. residency. Wanna, yeah. To where? Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I graduated dental school in 2016 and moved to Alabama uh, to go to residency. And aside from just being far um, residency is its own special form of hell that, um, that until you've kind of gone through it, uh, it's, it's really hard to kind of wrap your head around. And I know for me personally, um, I dropped off the face of the planet for everybody. My first semester of residency, I didn't even talk to my family. They had to call my husband to see if I was like still alive and kicking. Um, and so I think, Along with distance, one of the other barriers I feel like that sometimes happens is we're all trying to be career-oriented, driven women, and you want to support your your fellow ladies, but when you kind of get tunnel vision and get into your own thing, it can be really hard to give energy to other people um, when you're just trying to, like, get up in the morning and, like, take a shower and put on pants the right way. So um, I feel like once I realized that I was going to survive residency, I noticed I started kind of reaching out to friends more. And one of the things that actually I think was really incredible um, is I was flying uh, 
back to Alabama and Miley was flying home from Chicago. We actually ran into each other in an airport. We have um, a picture and, of that. Yeah, we do. Um, and for me, that was kind of like the kickoff of like, oh yeah, I'm going home. And I have friends there, like this awesome person that I like that I need to actually nurture so that when I get home, I'm not just in this like wasteland of Phoenix with, with nobody. So um, seeing her in the airport, maybe six or eight months before I graduated kind of reminded me that like, oh yeah, you can reach out to people and you can still maintain those friendships even, even if they are long distance. Um, I feel like I've been really fortunate with a lot of the friends I have and Miley in particular, who when we are all so busy with our own things, like if you don't hear from them for a while and then you pick back up, nobody's feelings are hurt because everybody sort of understands like we're all really busy and we're all trying to accomplish these big, huge things. Like I'd be there for her in a heartbeat if she needed something, but I also know we don't always have the time to have those like daily or weekly check-ins. So it's nice to have um, those kind of friends who really understand like you're busy and you're in the shit and they'll be there for you when you really need them, which I think is awesome. Yes. I love that you said that because I have a lot of friends like that, where I can go a month, two months sometimes without talking to them, maybe even three and they're local, they're here, but it's like, they're off doing the mom and the wife and, you know, they got the kids and they're, they have their own jobs and I'm doing one of, you know, I'm doing one of three jobs at any one given moment, sometimes more than one at a time. And also trying to nurture, you know, friendships and other things and sleep and exercise and just, you know, take care of myself. So it's, it's um, a really interesting balance that we get into in adulthood with uh, being, I mean, even if you're not working, I think if you're, I don't mean, I don't want to minimize that, but if you're a stay at home mom and you're working all day with your kids and you're taking them to school and you're running errands and you're cleaning the house and you're doing this. And then you have a husband to tend to. It's like a third child. If you have two kids, there's three kids. And it's just, it's so much to do. And so many people in your face all of the time, like as a single person, I don't have all these people in my personal space, which I'm like, thank goodness. Cause I really like my space, but, um, I can't imagine how, like, to me, it seems even like another layer of difficulty that I'm not aware of yet, like with keeping up with female friendships when I have all these people buzzing around in my face at the moment. And like, so I'm, I commend people who are able to do that. I think that's why for me, I don't have very, I have a lot of colleagues or acquaintances, but I don't have very many close friends. And of my close friends, like Katie Martin, when I think of close friends, when we were brainstorming people to invite onto this podcast, like, Katie Martin was right up there at my list mm -hmm. because even though like sometimes it's not about how long you've known someone it's or like how often or how frequent you you hang out with them or see them right it's about the depth of the relationship and one thing that I've definitely learned in adulthood that was really hard for me when I was younger is I actually lost a lot of my good girlfriends when I transitioned from college to dental school because dental school like I went tunnel vision, just like Katie was talking about. Like when you get into this, there are periods of your life where you do need to really tunnel vision and focus on something. And I had a lot of girlfriends where they were like, "We haven't, I've been texting, or I haven't heard from you in months." There's, you know, we don't have a friendship. But Katie Martin, I mean, well, I knew she was going to residency, and I had been through residency, and so I knew like when I was in residency, I dropped off the face of the planet. I lived at school. People joked about how I had a cot in the back of the clinic, <laughs> and so I totally know what that life was is like. And when she went off to residency, I was like, 
I will be right here when you come back. I'll see you when you get back and you let and me you know. Were. <laughs> yep. And it's like one of those things we just picked up. And every time, like if we had a moment to say hi or, you know, like a picture on Facebook or like mm-hmm. a picture on Instagram and just to make sure they're alive, I don't need, I mean, as a female friend, like I know just like Katie said, like we, one of the best ways to support each other is by understanding each other and understanding that and supporting each other on, in, in our hopes and our dreams. And there are going to be moments where like, you might not hear from me and that's okay. As long as, you know, I know you're alive and you're safe and you're healthy. Great. We don't have to hang out all the time. We don't have to talk all the time. Just knowing that I'm there. If you like, if you need me and, and with Katie, she's one of the people that I've had to call it to in the morning in tears because I've had an issue and, or I'll be in the middle of work and I have such a bad day and I'll text her and not expecting that she's going to text back, but she'll be like, okay, I'm calling you right now. And she does. And I don't even know that it doesn't matter how long we've known each other or however, for me, it's just, I am so thankful that it's, it's about the depth of our relationship and no matter what. I love that. I think Shireen and I have grown into a similar phase in the last few years where it's like a mentor mentee. Like it's, it's a lot less, like, it's not so one directional. Like we definitely go back and forth and bounce things off of each other. Like, you know, there are times one of us is having a hard time and bouncing things off of the other and then it goes the other way. And, um, I think that's really important to do. And, uh, Shireen's been incredibly supportive as I started, um, small business, a small business a couple of years ago with the baking business where I was like, I realize I'm insanely busy and I'm not seeing anybody as much as I used to. And I'm really sorry. And I hope you can just be patient with me while I work this out and try to figure out a schedule where I have a life again. Um, I like that word patience. Yeah. Shireen was, <laughs> Shireen was like really good. She is one person who really never gave me a hard time about it. Along the lines of what both Katie, Miley, and Mandy have all said is that having a, a friend and partner who understands your busy life, I will say candidly, that was one of my biggest struggles when Mandy started her business. And her and I have talked about this on numerous occasions before. She knows my love language is quality time. And there were times where we would go weeks without seeing each other. And she is very aware of that. And, and then I really appreciated that once she had a more stable schedule and had got things a little more um, organized with her starting her business and still working her regular nine to five at the dental school. She made a, there was a very conscious effort to make time for me. We had our Sunday night dates after she was done baking for the weekend. And um, we even, I had a friend who was like, doesn't it ever bother you that she doesn't spend that much time with you? And my words were, I will never get upset at someone who's building her empire. Like I will be there for her when she's, you know, has the time. I'm not going to ever get upset at someone who's trying to do better for themselves and do something that she's been wanting to do for quite some time and is super passionate about. And if, if you have a problem with that, like, I, I don't know, I just can't understand that. Like you should be there rooting and supporting that person. Yeah. I mean, I like, I and I, I have, I thank her like to the ends of the earth for, um, always being very patient and compassionate and waiting and just kind of like, okay, I'll be here when we're ready. And when we set up that, we kind of set, we literally set up like Sunday dates a couple years ago. And like, we rarely miss a Sunday date. If we do, we try to reschedule it during the week sometime. Like I tell anybody like guys try to date me and they're like, da, 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 what about Sunday? I'm like, no, no, no. Sunday is Shireen's day. And they're, like, <laughs> and they're like, what's that? I'm like, don't worry about it. You don't need to know. So <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, you just need to know you can't have it. So pick another Sundays day. Sundays are not available. Yep. Yeah, Sundays are blacked out. It's like a blackout day on the airline. So don't. You can't have it. It's very, very expensive on Sundays. <laughs> what about, um, so Katie, how long have you been back in Arizona? Uh, I, it'll be two years in August. So happy to be back finally. So nice. Kick ass back from yep. back into the dry heat instead of the nice hot heat or the moist, the moist heat. Oh my God. Humidity is the worst experience of my life. So just <sighs> don't, I don't, it's not for me. This dry heat is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming you came back and you went into private practice and then Miley working at the school teaching and in private practice and doing all her other stuff. Like how did the two of you make time for each other? Cause I mean, you're married. You, how long have you been married? Um, so I should maybe know this sooner. <laughs> Seven years. <laughs> okay. So long enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how did you guys, I mean, how did, how did you reconnect when you, I mean, you ran into each other in the airport, but then you got back in town. You're like, mm -hmm. I'm back. Let's hang yeah, out. Like, literally. I think you texted me. You're like, I'm back. Actually you texted yeah. me like the weekend before. And you're like, it's my move in weekend. And I'm like, Oh, what? If I had known I wanted to come like help move in, but I, I couldn't, but I was just saying like, yeah, literally, I think that's what happened. Yeah. I, um, so I had reached out and, and let her know I was back in town. I was trying to kind of start. Um, I had wanted to start fresh once I had moved back here. I realized, and another thing I should say that residency taught me is that, um, you know, I, I'm going to sound like a cliche and a meme, but like cut toxic people out of your life. And that was, I did a ton of that in residency. I was just slashing people left and right. And so I have a, a very small group of people that I um, will even bother to give any of my time to because my time is, is really valuable. Um, and it doesn't deserve to go to people who aren't going to um, value it. And so uh, I reached out to a few people, Miley being one of them, who I really wanted to be able to um, put more effort into the friendship. Um, because I also realized over these last few years, the value of finding really good friends, like Miley had said, at some point, you start to lose a lot of those, like party acquaintances and people that you have through college and like your early teens and 20s. Um, and I really wanted to focus on just like a core group of girlfriends. And so um, I also knew this oral cancer walk would be kicking back up and that the organizational meetings would be starting. And so I wanted her to know that I was back and I was here for all oral things, oral cancer and all things friendship related. So, um, and you were, you know, to ride in the there. one more time. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping real bad that she would be willing to sit in the U-Haul. She's like, it's been a minute since I've had a near death life experience, <laughs> near death experience. Let's do it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then now I would say I also have been lucky enough to start um, teaching part time at the dental school, uh, which I just so look forward to because now I know I have um, I have Miley Day dates now because I get to see her on other faces. And uh, that's been really awesome to get to to see her on a regular basis instead of trying to find time in between all the busy things that we both have going on. So we have Tuesday dates. I love it. Yep. I hate, I hate when Miley's on vacation. She hates when I'm on yeah. vacation. We do this to each other. Like if I'm gone for a day, I come in the next day. She's like, where have you been? Or I'll walk by her office 
and I'll take a picture of her closed door. And I'm like, where are you? And then I get like a sad selfie and then in I'm front like, of my I know office. you're not here. I just wanted to remind you, I know you're not here. <laughs> She'll get a text that's like, walked by her office today. But it's the same thing, you know, when Katie's not there. Because Katie and I share a desk. Yeah. And I'll see Katie's stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's her surgical cap. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. <laughs> But I haven't gotten to the point where I, I text a picture of her surgical cap and remind her that I'm here without her. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll get there. You, I'll be there soon. I am waiting for the picture of it's like okay, surgical <laughs> caps just sitting next to each other on the desk. <laughs> like little partners on the desk. Actually, they, they are. My purple one, her purple one is next to my yellow one right now. I didn't really think about that. It was just, it was a convenient location for my surgical cap too. <laughs> They're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I like how weird we are. Yeah. Great. I'm sure it's not weird. I think we think it's weird and like silly and cute, but I'm willing to bet that a lot of the female lis- like people listening are like, yeah, we do the same stupid stuff. Which helps you build and bond, a, you know, bond in a relationship, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're very normal. <laughs> As we roll our eyes. Why did everybody get just as quiet as when Miley? <laughs> okay, so we talked a little bit about how distance is a barrier. Boys or other relationships in our life can also be a barrier. Uh, dreams and aspirations and our, uh, you know, our desire to kind of chase or make our, build our empire, I guess. I like that phrase, Shereen. Um. What other things might strengthen a relationship? I, I mean, one of the things Shireen already touched on for me is like when I dedicated, like when I was like, we need to make a time, like, let's just do this every week. Like dedicating time to the friendship is important. It, I mean, it's like, it's just like when you're in a marriage, right? Like you have to dedicate time to work on it, to foster it, to check in with each other and be like, I mean, in your girlfriends, you're not checking in about like, how are our finances, Bob? But like, you're checking in with each other. You're like, how are you? What's up with life? What's up with that last dude you were talking to? Like, what's going on with this? How's your mom? How's your this? How's your brother? Oh my gosh. Tell me the spill the tea. Like, let's go. Like, you just really need to make time to like catch up on everything each other is doing. And I love it. Cause I don't always love talking. So like, I like when we get together, cause Shireen will, I can just ask her questions and then like her family usually has plenty of stuff going on that she can talk to me for a while about it. <laughs> They're very exciting, those guys. When there's nothing going on in her family, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to talk about me. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you guys know each other's... Well, Shireen, you said your love language was quality time. Yeah. Do you know Mandy's? Um, I would say words of affirmation. And acts of service. They're like, I think they're yeah. tied for first place or maybe like one point apart. Yeah. Katie, have you ever taken the test? Okay. Um, Have, yeah. can I, can I guess, I don't know Katie's, sure. but let me see if I can, <laughs> as I put my foot in my, do- my mouth, <laughs> I said, put my foot in my door. <laughs> I don't have a door. door like I, don't a- know. <laughs> I don't know. I've gotten very comfortable with me messing up. Just give her like phrases. three sips of wine watered down and she's all over the place. Okay. It's just Kool-Aid. So, it, maybe, yeah, <laughs> at this point, dark it really colored is. Kool-Aid. Okay. So based on, you know, Katie did mention a little bit about quality time. Um, however, 
I feel like because of time, sometimes acts of service might be a love language for Katie because of how busy she is, perhaps when somebody takes effort to like take the trash out or to kind of help save her, her time. Lunch. Yeah, like save time for her. I think that might be it. Um, but let me just run through the qual like I'm a very um, physical touch. How handsy are you? So yeah, physical <laughs> touch. Okay, so wait, let's physical touch. Stay away. Uh, words I don't think it's words of affirmation. I don't think it's physical touch. I don't think it's um that stuff, like gifts. I don't think it's gifts. Oh, so, yeah. I always I forget think it's, about gifts. It's quality time and acts of service, but I think acts of service might be a little higher. Mm-hmm. That would yep. be my guess That's for Katie. Yeah. You can you can win my heart by doing the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Seriously, that's me. It's like, you took my car and got it washed. Yeah. <sighs> Take your pants mm-hmm. off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not you, but you know. I mean, I can't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> How much wine have I had? <laughs> but yes, I feel yeah. like it's too, Miley. It's got to be acts of service because. And, and I think you actually maybe might be quality time more, but just like, just like I've been thinking about more. it. Yeah. When I took the test a couple years ago, it was acts of service. But now that I have been trying to, I've been, the last two years, I have been actively trying to create more time and create more space in my life so that I could have quality time with people as opposed to not having enough time. And then the way you love me is by saving me time. So I've been purposely and intentionally trying to create space so that I can actually have quality time with people. So yeah, thank you for that observation. But yeah, I've been, I was thinking about it. I was like, I wonder you if you should love take the test again. <laughs> I was gonna say like, I wonder if, um, I think so. I think as we change, I think yeah. our love languages could change a little bit. I also think words are really high for you, Miley, because you, you are really good with words. Like you tell people all yeah. of the time that you like love them. They're amazing. They're doing a great job. Thank you so much. Like you are, you express your love with words pretty heavily. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. When I sp- spend time with Miley, I feel super loved and like my presence is acknowledged. Because she tells you <laughs> so much, right? Like she's like, mm-hmm. Shereen, that's so awesome. And like, you guys just met, oh, I, I don't know. know, what, like a year ago? Like she's genuinely interested in like what you have to say and what you're, you know, what's going on? Just like her, what's new and good with you? Like, yeah, you know, Aww, thanks for. <laughs> she'll hear like a tidbit from me or something and probably hold on to it until the next time she sees you and be like, I'm Shireen, Mandy told me this. Tell me what's going on with that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I remember we hung out at the park last, uh, last summer, right, oh, before, yeah. like, right after COVID hit. And it's one of the first times Miley and I hung out and she was just, firing questions and I was like I feel like I'm being interrogated but I knew it was genuinely from a place of interest and she genuinely wanted to know like what was going on with me and you know how I was doing so genuine Shereen's like didn't you guys didn't this bitch see that I'm like I'm not trying to talk didn't you see my face like, bro, come on. Do you not see the scowl? <laughs> Why does she keep asking questions? <laughs> but I was like, this is the first time. And I've made progress from my own way. Yeah, I was going to say, Shereen, is there any, um, are you, are you 
seeing any similarities in between the first time you and I met and how the first time <laughs> you hang out. Hello, how are you? What are you doing? What do you go? What do you? You go to interview? <laughs> I'm just gonna, as a general rule, if it's our first time hanging out, like in a one-on-one, they have a three questions max. That's it. <laughs> Shreen's like, I'm shutting down now. That was the third yeah. question. The, <laughs> the session is over. <laughs> Moving on. I think that's the other thing. Like in the last couple of years, since I've be like created more space for people, I'm like. Okay, now I gotta fill the time. So I'm gonna fill it with questions. <laughs> She's like, so made all this time. Can't just stare at you, not say anything. <laughs> this happened. Um someone somebody listening may have listened to an earlier episode of ours where we talked about Miley meeting a guy I was dating last year, like early on in the pandemic. And the first time she met him, it was like Hey, how's this? How's that? What's this? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, question, Mandy question, said question, this. Question. What, is that true? What? Tell me more about that. Tell me about this. And I was sitting in between the two of them and I was, I just, I mean, if you can picture it visually, like I'm sitting in between the two of them, we're at like a, a bar type of counter outside. And I just like lean back to get out of the way <laughs> of the questions. And I just and like. And then here's grab. me when I see Miley at the store with a guy she's dating quite oh, some time God, ago. Oh God, that was. I'm just like side-eyeing him like hmm, I'm gonna <laughs> <you up> over here. <laughs> no words just you know, you know. <laughs> that was funny story because Miley recognized Shireen yeah right? I recognize you yes. I, I was like Shireen well but you know before that. you said that I kept you I was trying to get out of your way and you were coming straight at me in my head and I'm like why is this bitch coming straight at me like I'm really trying to get out of my way <laughs> Someone's coming straight at you and you veer left and they veer right. And you're like, what the, f-? so you go this way and they go that you're like, what the shit is happening? I was like, Shereen, pay attention to me. <laughs> it was also right after COVID hit. So we, everyone was masked up. And so I wasn't paying attention and half your face was covered. And yeah, that was a very funny story when I, I heard it yeah, later. You know, one thing I do, I think, you know, we talked a lot about like girlfriends being patient with each other but also like being understanding of their quirks. And so like my quirk is, I really appreciate when people put up with my quirks and my, one of my quirks is always asking questions. I mean, even during our lunches with Katie Martin, I think having girlfriends to kind of ask for advice is really important. And I ask for Katie's advice a lot. I kind of like save up questions to ask Katie. <laughs> lunch date and I'm like, you know, cause Katie's married and she, you know, she has a lot of experience. She's older than me. And so I'm like, you know, like I see her as like a big sister to me too, right? Like a best gal friend and a, a big sister. So I ask a lot of my girlfriends for advice. And so I'm like, I appreciate when people put up with my curiosity, like my, not put up, they tolerate my curiosity and are open to sharing their experiences, right? Like they're open to kind of helping me feel understood as well. I think maybe that's what it is. Like great girlfriends. I wouldn't even say I tolerate it. I mean, yes, I, to- but I don't, I don't think that's the accurate word I would say. Yeah, that's not the accurate I'm, word. I'm not tolerating it. That sounds like I'm just yeah. putting up with you. Um, like, I welcome it. I'm like, sure. <laughs> you got a question? Like, ask. I don't know. That's how we yeah. grow, right? Like, that's how we had a whole episode on like. Or even just to form friendships. Like I said, last year was one of the first times I really hung out with Miley and I was like, God, what's with all these questions? And then it's like, I realize it's genuinely coming from a place of, um, you know, getting to know me because she's like, 
Mandy told me this and Mandy told me this. And so now she's, Miley was trying to connect with me over the things that she knew about me. And then I was like, okay, like I'm into this. Like, let me answer these questions so we can have something more to talk about. It's like a sign of true love when you just like love all the weird and crazy things about people. I have two examples <laughs> and I hope it's okay. Cause it's their personal examples. <laughs> Go one was it. like this one time I remember asking Katie, I was like, I mean, I love her husband. I appreciate him very much. He's taught me a lot about outdoorsy stuff. But I remember when she first got married and I was like, you know, I don't know if I could be with like the same man for the rest of my life. Like, what do you think about that? Like, do you get worried? Like, is this the the last man I'm ever going to be with? Like, I remember like a penis her. question. Like, is this the last? <laughs> is that what you're really trying to ask? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Are you asking something like, but I didn't know really how to, I mean, I, I remember asking this in front of her garage at her old house before she left her residency. Like this oh. is, this is the, the, like, I, I don't have very many people that I trust to ask like questions like that. So you'd have been like, maybe not even, would you have even been 30 at this point? Yeah. Miley, uh, would you have even been 30? Like, what was this, like four or five years ago? Yeah. When did you leave for residency, Katie? Uh, 20, 2016. Oh, yeah, I would have been 30. Okay. 29. And I'm like, Katie. At 29, you shouldn't be thinking about one penis for the rest of your life. You should be like, I'm going to get like 15 more in, and then I'll settle down. <laughs> Look at but, all y'all's faces. You know, that that's was what so I'm saying. Like, you know, I don't know if that question made you uncomfortable, Katie, but it was, <laughs> you know, for me, I was like, I need girlfriends that I can trust to ask questions like Mandy remember when I asked you about um anal I didn't ask you about <laughs> anal <laughs> I was trying to trick her <laughs> I was like wait but I'm sure I've asked somebody about anal I'm sure <laughs> if I haven't why don't I ask that you guys about look anal what do you, like, what do you guys I? think about anal <laughs> I'll that's ask you. a podcast topic <laughs> totally different podcast yeah <laughs> Okay, so wait, she asked you about like one dude forever. Like, what was the mm -hmm. question that you asked? Like, you, Miley, you're just like pondering. I think I, it, yeah, like, I, oh think my gosh. I didn't even know how to ask. Did you like, even ask so a question like, or were you just like, are yeah, you I kind of, I kind of just like, so like, Tim is going to be like the only, you know, like, he's your husband. He's the only person you'll ever have sex with again. Forever. <laughs> I, I kind of just sad you said. No, 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 not sad. I just didn't know how to get the words out. I was just like, how did you know? Like, is that, is there a feeling like, you know, no, like, I don't know. I've never, I mean, like, I don't know. When do you know? <laughs> so many. <laughs> I mean, these are hard questions. I, it's good to have girlfriends. Yeah. I do kind of remember having that conversation. Um, but you know, I feel like with, with, you're not the only friend I've had asked that because in some other groups of friends, Kim and I, are sort of like the only married people. Um, and so, it, yeah, I've, it's not the first time I've gotten that question. Because we've been together, um, even though married seven, but together 15 or 16 years. So it's, it's, been, a, it's been a long time. So how other. did, so let real, this isn't a relationship episode necessarily, but like, how did you know? Like, where are there parallels between finding your forever person and a spouse and finding a forever friend and a female? Yeah, you know, I think um, early on when Tim and I kind of realized that we were um, like really compatible and things were going really well after a few years, um, a lot of the stuff that we kind of based our relationship off of were 
our like our mutual long-term goals and respect for each other and like thinking about how I envisioned my my future um and now you know I've been so like career oriented and and driven all these years and he has never once asked me to stop he's never once gotten in my way and he's been nothing but encouraging and supportive he does the dishes he does the laundry he takes out the trash so um yes. you know it was those things just kind of <laughs> just kind of realizing that um that he checked a lot of the boxes he's adventurous he's fun he really um I mean, compliments my crazy, uh, and he tolerates my crazy, and and so I do think there are some real parallels between friendships and your romantic relationship. Because um, if it if it works for a marriage standpoint, why wouldn't it work from a friendship standpoint? So, I love how you said you were together a couple of years, and then you realized it was going well. <laughs> well, like, I'm not. Fair. I'm not even kidding. Like, I actually like that because I had this conversation yeah. recently how I feel like sometimes we date someone and we sort of like race to the end. Like, where is this going? What's up with this? And like, sort of like race to hit these like milestones and markers. And it's like, what are we running towards? Like, calm down. Can, we just, whole like, life? can we just like enjoy what we're doing right now and like hang out and have yeah. a good time? And it's like, we don't do yeah. that with our female friendships, right? Like, we're not running to the end of like, what rushing. is this? What are what we going to be? We? <laughs> what, how do we define? I also feel like that's how a little different me to your family. <laughs> Say that again, Sherry. I feel like that's a little different for Mandy and myself because we aren't too interested in having children. And I know that, you know, some women get that whole mindset. Like I have a timeline or I have a biological clock that's ticking. So I can see how from your mindset, Mandy, that might not be as big of a deal, but for no, some, but like even not interested in having kids, I've, I have definitely been guilty of like fast forwarding in my brain, at least maybe not even verbally, but fast forwarding in my brain, where is this relationship going? Like, even though I have no, like, it's not to say I don't have a goal. Like, you know, I want to find a person, my next right. person I hope is like a long-term person, but it's like. I, I found myself guilty of racing it to the end. It's like, if this isn't forever, then just fucking be done with it. And like, like kind of trying to come to that conclusion really, really fast. So I really like that. I was being genuine when Katie was like, after a couple of years, we realized yeah. this was going kind of well. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I like that. Now, in that just like I qualify it with when we first started dating, I was 20 and in college. And in those first few years of our dating experience um we lived separately I was in Tucson in college and he was here in Phoenix and Tim was kind of just floating around aimlessly he had jobs but they weren't careers he never went to college and so for me that was an okay space to be in when I was in college but afterwards I I had I had big plans for myself but I also had big plans for my life partner um and I had realized that, like, if he wasn't going to do something more with his life, that it was not going to work out. And so um, finally, right towards when I was finishing college, he um, decided he wanted to be a pilot and enrolled in college and finally did the thing that I was, like, hoping he was going to do. But um, I think I, I, because I was so young, it kind of allowed me the opportunity to be a little more patient and to allow that flexibility for us to just kind of, like, float around in this weird dating space instead of being so driven towards like 
marriage and all that. I mean, we don't want kids, so that's not ever been a goal, but um, yeah, it does feel like we're always rushing towards marriage. And, and then you're here and you're like, well, well now, now what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then everybody's like, like, when are you well, having kids? <laughs> when are you getting engaged? When are you getting married? When are you having kids? What's next? Next, next, more, more, more. Ugh. Yeah. Blech. Anyways, <laughs> that's all. That's a whole other podcast too. Um, I love that. I like, I really do. I really do enjoy that. Like you get to just let it play out. And I think that's important with female friendships too. It's like, there's no pressure. I think with any of us in the friendships, how we formed them and like Miley and I knowing each other for, I don't know, what do we say? Like nine years going on. Um, 11. I don't know. What now who's doing the great math? 2012. <laughs> Wait. Oh, it was 2010. I'm sorry. I was remembering y'all's year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wins better memory. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like I've known her for a long, long time, but it was just becoming friends in the last two years. Like good. Well, let's say now we had exes that we were friends with and we hung out. Yeah. But, but I don't like, think it tight, was tight, yeah. two, I mean, two, yeah, years. Tight, two years because even when our exes hung out, it was we hung out because they were hanging out. Yeah. Like we'd be like, yeah, we all like each other. Sure. We'll hang out. Whatever. Like, that's great. But it's the last two years. And it was a, it was probably through the ending of a couple of our relationships that really spurred us to, like, commiserate together and bond over those uh, annoying boys. Annoying is um, an understatement. Yeah. I, I was being kind. That's very kind of you. <laughs> nice face. Well, you know, sometimes I think of exes and I'm like, <laughs> you're like what was I doing yeah I just wonder I wonder about myself and my my decisions it was where you were and I learned a lot from them I exactly. think we all learn from them exactly. but I think that's why again having girlfriends that you can just talk to that they can be on your side right they're, they're cheering you on supporting you and then sometimes the other thing is they can also challenge your thinking too they'll support you one minute on how crappy boys or whatever life situation is. But then on the flip side, then they'll challenge you to kind of learn from that. Or actually, you know, no, that is right. Like you, you know, you, you, you were not like um, showing up at that moment. You should, you know, and so like girlfriends, honest, open, um, patient girlfriends that are are your cheerleaders um, can do that for you. They can be both your uh, take your side, but also challenge you to be better. I agree. Call you out on your shit. Green <laughs> asks me to call her out regularly. I do. I I feel like it leads to being more self-aware as well, because sometimes we're all so set in our own, you know, what's going on in our head that we're, you know, I, I very much believe in being self-aware. And sometimes I might not always see that. I get really literal. We've discussed this before on the pod. I get very literal and like words sometimes are just words to me and I don't always I don't always see flirting so like sometimes guys will be messaging me something (laughs) and I will literally screenshot it to Shireen and be like is this cute because I find it really annoying but I think he's trying to be cute but I'm just annoyed like tell me what's happening here can somebody (laughs) read this please and tell me the social context here because I find it very annoying and I just yeah I'm mad (laughs) is there another perspective I should be taking (laughs) that's that's one thing I've I've learned um I like Katie doesn't put up with people's shit I'm a person who puts up with, like, I tolerate a lot more than I should probably. Miley and loves the, the shit. But lately, especially, 
don't understand. <laughs> She's like, let's do it. Bring me all the shit. Lately, I have been because Katie has like because she's not putting up with shit. Like it actually is modeling behavior for me. And I'm like, well, if Katie's not going to put up sh- with shit, I'm not going to put up with shit. <laughs> it makes me. Yeah. Feel- bullshit. It's not. Don't try and bring it here. I don't want your bullshit. <laughs> Katie, Katie, I'm dying. So to know, like, what's your when's your birthday? March 10th. Oh, she's going for the signs question. Yeah. yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see that coming, but okay. Why like didn't it. you see it coming and tell me more about what you think about her being a Pisces? Um, I just didn't guess Pisces. I don't know why I, maybe it's just cause I don't have a lot of close Pisces friends, but it's a water sign. So it makes sense that you're good friends with Miley being a cancer and Shireen is also a water. You're a water sign, right? Shireen, a Scorpio. The water sign? I'm pretty Ooh, sure. Girl. Look at her face. Uh, I'm a Libra. Oh, you are a Libra. Why did I think you were a Scorpio? You are a Libra. I feel like we're having this conversation on New Year's, but. Is your birthday October 10th? I don't remember New Year's. Yeah. 10, 10. That, ta- that, that number just came out. It's now it's March 10th and July 15th. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And June 28th. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw my birthday out there too. She's like, just so everybody's aware. Just everybody knows. Feel free to Google us. Like, I know, I know your birthday is. I can cut that part out if you like me to. I was just testing my numbers. You know, I'm not great with math, math, but sometimes I remember numbers. See, this is why, like, tell girlfriends, me later. we can tell secrets. We can tell each other secrets. That is an awesome thing about girlfriends, I will say, is having someone to tell your secrets to. Because, like, Katie has. So I have been married. Um, and I was very, very young though. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like the type of relationship where, I don't know, I was very, very young and it wasn't like, I didn't know anything about how to be married or who I wanted to be married to or who I even was at 21. So, but like when you're married, you tell your husband different things, I think, than you tell your girlfriends. What do you think about that, Katie? A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there are things and you tell your girlfriends that you won't tell your husband yeah yeah everything that my husband knows my girlfriends know plus more but not the other <laughs> way around it's like a square is a rhombus but a rhombus right. isn't a square he doesn't know shit but they know everything yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And most of the time it's intentional there are things that I'm like yeah, I'm not telling this but it's not like it's not because I'm trying to keep a secret it's just I don't know. It's, he doesn't need to know everything. He knows a lot of stuff. But he doesn't need to know everything. It's contextual. Like, <laughs> there needs to be some mystery on their part. Yeah, let's go with that. Mystery. <laughs> yeah. I think it's yeah. healthy for, I, I think it's healthy. And I, I, I am very, I'm a very independent person to where in the past I've been independent to a fault and like not let people sort of in or not let people help me and lots of things like that so that's something I've worked on the last few years but like I still like to have a sense of autonomy even when I am dating somebody like I'm good dating somebody but I also need to have like me time that's a little bit of introvert in me too like I need to be alone some days I just need to hang out with my girlfriends there's just a lot of like you just need to leave me alone sometimes so I think some of that girlfriend stuff goes along with the autonomy for me do we want to yeah and I think it's really critical to have girlfriends especially when you're in a a long-term relationship or a marriage because they like 
no one person can be entirely responsible for your happiness and, and all of the external stuff that you need. So like without your girlfriends, like then you just dump on that person. And I feel like it's way too much for their little brains to handle. That's another <laughs> so. thing I'm really big on is like, I'm not looking for a best friend in a romantic partner. Like I hope they become, you know, like one of my best friends, so to speak, but it's like, I'm not looking to put everything on that person. And that's a, a very good point to have like good girlfriends around you that you can also rely on to take some of that, like when you're stressed out, when you're feeling this about, especially if you work with some of your good girlfriends, it's like they can hear that work stuff and your partner doesn't have to hear it because they don't know what the hell you're talking about anyways. <laughs> exactly. So we're so lucky yeah. to have good girlfriends yeah. in Thank dentistry. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so thankful for both of you actually um, to for being on the show with us today. And just being in our lives yeah. in general. It, it's really special to us to be able to share this episode with you specifically because you both are very important to us. Our, <laughs> our gals on uh, our Galentine's episode. And I, I will throw in there that um, we did entertain the idea of Miley's BFF. How do you know Amber? Oh, <laughs> so Amber is my high school friend or like grade school? of the longest. Is that how you would say yeah, that in English? Longest friend. <laughs> yes, you can say longest, longest friend. friend. Uh, we met in high school. Okay. And I, I threw out the idea. I was like, how about this Amber and Shireen? And we all get on the, the Zoom together. And Amber had a straight up panic attack. She did on the phone while I was talking to her. At the idea of it with Miley, her longest friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I remember when you suggested it and I was like, <laughs> I could ask her, but I'm pretty sure her answer is no, because she's, she, she's definitely afraid of talking in public talking to new people and so I was like I mean I'll ask her as a courtesy as well because you yeah. know she's my longest friend but then when she said no I was like hmm then I was like you know Katie Martin was the other person mm -hmm. that I was thinking I was like between Kate I immediately thought of Katie because I knew she didn't have public speaking like a fear as much as Amber but I was like I should probably ask the longest friend before I ask the person that I trust very much and Katie Martin has also been especially instrumental instrumental thank you uh in a lot of challenges that i've personally faced in the last couple of years as well and so um i i truly do consider her as one of my closest gal pals wait katie so are you do you have any younger siblings i have a younger brother Okay. So I have a younger sister. I have two younger half sisters and one younger sister. So when Miley calls you a big sister, how does that make you feel? I'm not going to say I hate it, but I sometimes don't love it. And oh, it's, and it's just, my, I call you big it's sister just, too. it's just my ego. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not bothered by it because my oldest friend who, uh, I've known now since we were eight. Um, so a lot of years, that's math. I don't want to do. Um, she's only a few months younger than me, but over the years, our relationship has really kind of developed into like a big sister, little sister friendship, just with a lot of the life experiences we've had. So yeah, I'm kind of used to that with her. So it doesn't bother me at I all. Think, I think it's, it's a me thing because, uh, even with three younger sisters, none of them have ever been like, that's my big sister. It's just not a role I'm used to. So I'm always like, oh. that's such a strange way to describe me. <laughs> oh, how funny for me. Like, because family is so important. Like it's, 
my way of, of like uh, like showing affection that like that's how much you mean to me yes like, i always yeah. get it it's i know with tons <laughs> but of i won't love. call you big sister anymore <laughs> it's always <laughs> meant with tons of love it's just my own insecurities around aging probably that bo- that it bothers me i'm like listen stop it <laughs> i will fine <laughs> uh shireen are you are you a big sister uh or are you the youngest uh, in your family barely my brother is one month younger than I am since we're all adopted. So not technically. We called ourselves twins when we were growing up. And then we were really confused why people didn't think we were twins because I'm from India and he's very, very white. And I'm like, yeah, it's my twin brother. And people are like, and then he would, they would meet him and they're like, I'm very confused by this <laughs> twin thing. <laughs> They thought you had some sort In of my disability. Head, though, we were <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, she's special. They adopted a special teen's daughter from India. That little special brown girl. She thinks she's twins with that little white boy. <laughs> <laughs> but that was how my mom lovingly referred to us as her twins. So that's literally what we thought growing up. I so, no, it. I mean, technically one month older, but not really an older sister. Do you want to be my big sister? <laughs> I will. <laughs> Since I fired the other one, I, dem- I fucking demoted myself. Okay. It's that I am. available. <laughs> There's a vacancy. <laughs> when you're cons- like in my world, it's a, it's a sign of adoration. I right. have to give you that vacant. This one's out of that position. <laughs> Not that I ever received it with anything but love. It's like, again, I will say for the third time is my I own. Don't know, it's all, you've already said it. it the words have been heard. <laughs> I, when you said it about, about Katie, it just reminded me when I have heard that in the past. It's not that I don't love it. I just have mixed emotions about it. And I wanted to know if Katie felt the same way. Am I not allowed to feel multiple things? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> No one's noticed that I'm wearing my wine jammies. Oh, man. I actually didn't tell, to be honest. (laughs) Did you see that I noticed? (laughs) You noticed. Uh, Look, Mandy. Look, everyone. Mandy's wearing her wine jammies. (laughs) So my real sister. (laughs) (laughs) Sound better. Do you want to talk about it? gone off the rails <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my real sister <laughs> bought me these for christmas and she was so excited about them like they got an aldi in michigan i don't know if y'all know what aldi's is we just got two here in arizona we've had them in michigan for a long time but they they're they've really gained in popularity in the last like couple of years and aldi's gets these like special items that come in and as soon as they advertise them apparently they go out of stock really fucking fast and my sister was so excited to see these wine jammies i mean it's like a whole pant set and top thing and it's like she was so excited to get them for me when I opened them on Christmas she was like did you get the wine jammy <laughs> like she was like do you love them and I was like actually I really do love them you want to stand up and, and show us the bottoms I don't know if I have room to stand like up slide but... up the back of your sofa it's <laughs> <laughs> like slide like look at that it's a whole thing and 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 I borrowed this shirt from my previous big sister <laughs> I, 
It's a wine all day shirt. I love. We went with a wine theme for you ladies. I'm sad I had a wine shirt I could have worn. Next time. Yeah. You're with us in spirit. We should do this as like an annual tradition. Annual Galentine's Day Zoom. Yeah. Maybe next year you guys bring a friend. Well, next year we'll all be completely vaccinated and maybe we can do it in person. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. Like a slumber party. A live slumber party. I think I'm dreaming a lot. (laughs) Too late for games, huh? Maybe. Up to you. We can do a quick. Would you ladies like to play a game of would you rather with us? With us? Sure. Five minutes. Yeah, we won't take any more than a couple minutes. Actually, it's just like one. We really just ask each other one would you rather. Mm Mm-hmm. You're really good at that. Do you want to just pose a question to the whole group? Oh, okay. Like and then pose we'll a... all answer the okay. same would you rather. Unless either of you guys have a would you rather. Mandy had a really good one a couple of weeks ago for me. It took me five minutes to come up with an answer. <laughs> and she tried to not answer in general. She was I like, did. well, thanks everybody for listening. This was really fun. I was like, bet you didn't answer the question. <laughs> what the hell? So while Mandy's thinking that, maybe I can ask a girly question. Can I ask why you guys don't want kids? Um, I think Miley's the only one here who's yeah. I'm the only one here that more kid yeah prone. Is that the right I was word? really hard hardcore set on them having them in my twenties, and then as things went along and it just wasn't happening for me, I I would say I came more at peace with the idea of not having them, and now I'm just. Like I enjoy my life. And some days I get home from work and I'm like, wow, I can't imagine having to come home and take care of kids and make dinner after this day. Like some, there's some days where I'm like, I don't even want to feed myself. Like I'm just going to go home and sit on the couch and like have wine for dinner. I can't imagine having to come home and like make dinner and like take care of other little humans. Like, I don't know. So that's for me yeah. personally. That's that's developed in my mid to late shirties. <laughs> Did she say shirties? My shirties. <laughs> I mean, I'm already geriatric pregnancy now, anyway. So, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> I'm triggered. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said quote unquote. (laughs) So that's my answer. (laughs) I, um, I don't know. I've never, like, I've never wanted kids. Uh, early on when Tim and I first started dating and talking about like getting married and whatnot, I, uh, Told him he could propose with a diamond or a vasectomy, and I was really disappointed when I got a diamond. Um, <laughs> Katie, you are our then, people. Katie, we need to hang out. You belong here. This was the obvious choice for this episode. <laughs> what a diamond, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, uh, 
for our seven-year wedding anniversary, I got a vasectomy. So that was great. Um, I like that well, he, went I, all I, tra- he went all traditional I, early on and then he was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, to be honest, a lot of it relates to, I'm going to get deep for a second. So um, my parents had a really, really terrible marriage um, and divorced and whatnot. And I think growing up, even though both my, I have a great relationship with both my parents now, and they were both great parents to me and my brother, but like their marriage was just a dumpster fire. Um, It made me feel like that was the one thing that I wanted to be able to do and do better. And so it was like the, the one relationship, I guess, in my life that was missing was marriage. And so it became the thing that like, I really wanted to be able to do and to do well and to be successful at. And we've had a lot of hiccups along the way, but um, it made me just really want to focus on that and not worry about some of the other things. But that's also coupled with the fact that um, I, when I choose to do something, I kind of throw everything about myself into it. So I chose a career um, and I don't know that I could be okay being a mom and trying to be a clinician. I love my job and I just want to give everything I have to it. But if I had a kid, I would want to do the same thing. Some women I feel like do an incredible job of parenting and, and still having their career. I just don't think that I could. Um, so it really became a thing of like, nope, I chose, I chose marriage and I chose the career and kids just kept not being something I wanted. And, and then when I actually think about the aspect of parenting, like I would have a kid if I could give it away at like age five. So like newborn to age five, I would totally do, but I don't want to have to tell my 14 year old, like why he can't smoke pot with his friends. And I don't have to remind my like 18 year old daughter that she like shouldn't get knocked up. You know, like, I don't want to parent, like I can keep a child alive, but I don't want to like have to do your fraction homework and shit so <laughs> like I love it's like, like, like uh, does anybody want this five-year-old <laughs> they're yeah, they're, they come from great gene a gene pool that is just <laughs> exceptional yeah. they'll probably do really well <laughs> I just and don't wanna <clears throat> yeah um, yeah, I'm so, someone who will adopt children. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like the exact opposite. I would much, <laughs> I would much rather take somebody on at like five than have to deal with the one through five, like or the zero through five. Like well, there I don't you go, want Katie Martin. You can. I want nothing to do with like infancy diapers, potty training. Like I, mm-hmm. I so I had a stepchild when I was married, and she was that like she was really young, like two to five or something. And, um, I, it's not that I didn't, I mean, but that was, you know, weekends or something that wasn't even that frequent, but, uh, I just, man, the sleepless nights and the, like, I get it. It's a selfless position to mother. And for a lot of women, it just, it's instinctual and it happens naturally and you have a child and that's what you do. And, you know, you live for them. Um, but the zero to five seems like the worst part for me. It's like, once they become like a little human, I'm all about it. I'm like, let's play a game. Yo, use your words. Great. I love this. You speak my language. You can help yourself to some water. Like I don't have to do every single thing for you. Awesome. 
Like I'm all about when they become like a little bit independent and from then forward, like, but the first few years seem the roughest to me. And it's not that I was ever anti-children. I never saw myself having kids. And then I just, again, similar to Katie's story, I wasn't, I wasn't modeled uh, ideal love patterns and romantic relationships. And, you know, that's just generational trauma that had been, you know, handed down and handed down in our, in my family. And, um, no one has laid out a good example so far. And me and my cousins are kind of the first generations to break these cycles. And not all of us have been successful, but a few of us have done really well for ourselves. And um, some are married with kids and happy and successful. And um, but I just I never saw myself with kids. And it's not like I didn't want kids, but I definitely never set myself up with the right person. I like, I didn't have the tools to find the right people when I was younger. Like Shireen says now I'd be considered a geriatric pregnancy. And like, <laughs> it's not like, it's still not like I'm a hard no on kids, but it's like, it would take a really special circumstance and situation to get me there. Yeah. I think I also, my brother who's the same age as me his son was born when he was 17 and he stepped up to the plate and he was a single father and so I watched his struggles being a 17 year old dad with a newborn because he lived with you know obviously we still have my mom at the time and so he I saw him constantly raising my nephew and I'm like oh no nah, I don't like that's a lot of work so I was like okay if I am gonna have kids it's gonna be once I have all my ducks in a row and I have my college degree and I have this and this and this and then by the time all that came around I'm like eh, yeah you kind of start to feel fulfilled with where you are and you're like I don't necessarily yeah. need this to make me happy and I also think a big part of my mindset growing up thinking that I wanted kids was being raised in the Mormon church and it's just like that's what's kind of expected of you is you get married and you have kids and this is your life and I obviously didn't follow that. So um, yeah, I just, I think growing up, I was kind of like, well, this is kind of what's expected of me. And then, you know, you don't always have to follow what's expected of you. You follow what you want to do. Good for you. Cause that's how I ended up married at 21. So <laughs> whoops, listening to other people. Live and you learn. Live and learn, get a divorce. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Been there, done that. Thanks for sharing your answers to a, what about a, you? Question. That's why I asked that question. Cause I'm still trying to figure it out for myself. I think growing up, not a hard, no, not a hard. Yes. Anymore. Yeah. Okay. It used to be like a hard yes, because that's what was expected of me. Mm -hmm. But now like I'm starting to question it. And that's why now I'm asking my close girlfriends or people that I trust and am like, and not afraid to be vulnerable, right? Being vulnerable is a big thing for me. And so like, I, I thank you three for allowing me to be vulnerable and asking such a, a, a hard question for me because it's been expected of me and it's, you know, and so it's hard for me. I'm like, my family still thinks and expects me to have like get mm -hmm. married and have kids. Like even the other day when I was hanging out with my aunt, she was like, let me just remind you that your time is, 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 is getting short and you need to really find somebody and you really need to start having babies. Like she flat out looked at me, like looked me in the eyes. Yeah. And she told me that. And she was like, you don't have a lot of choices. <laughs> she's like, just you pick don't, one already. Let's go. Like, just like, she's like, I, at this point, 
at this point we don't even care if the person is vietnamese like it used to be like <laughs> you know like that's how you know you're lawyer. getting old yeah that's all yeah now they just want babies so rude like they are fine if the like you know what i mean like yeah. and so part of me is like okay i'm starting to question like am i like i i want to find a life partner and not necessarily because i want to have kids i actually want to find somebody that i can spend the rest of my life with because yeah. i don't want to end up hating a person that i'm married to or yeah, I have divorce, no desire right? to be a single mom, which is right. why I never had kids with anybody I've been in long-term relationships with. Cause I was like, oh no, this person is not here for the long run. Like I can see the end of this already. Mind you, I stuck it out for a few extra years of torture in every one of those instances. But like, I knew that was not a person who I was going to be bound to for life. And I was like, no, I'm not doing the single mom thing. My mom did that. I'm not doing it. Yeah. 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 Do you have a would you rather? I have a would you rather. So who wants to go? Um, I'm going to ask the same question, but I want you each to just tell me who's going to go first. Katie, you'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Executive decision. Here's me in my head. Not me, not me, not me, not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have a question and Katie, I'm nominating you to go first. Would you rather okay. never shower again or... Mm your only alcoholic beverage of choice is Moscato. <laughs> I would like, I think I'd rather you. never <laughs> say it again. I'd rather never shower and get to drink all of the alcohol. <laughs> Same. I just really don't like it. It's way too sweet. Sorry, Miley can't do it. <laughs> Wait, Miley. Wait, hold on. I don't understand choose? the question. I don't understand the question. <laughs> I want just to like... shower and I want Moscato. <laughs> so if I want Moscato, what's the answer? So you either drink. You will never shower. Yeah. So would you rather never shower again? Or would you rather only have Moscato to drink as your alcoholic <laughs> beverage? So if I drink Moscato, I can still shower. Yes. I get the best of both. You worlds. win. <laughs> I had a feeling this would be an easy one for her. Shireen, what are your thoughts? I will gladly take Moscato. Oh, yeah, Shireen, yeah, yeah. Shireen's like sure. personal hygiene wins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. For me, <laughs> I would have to probably go Katie's route, to be honest. I'd probably skip showering so I could continue to enjoy tequila um, and yeah. other spirits that I imbibe in. Wow. Um, because I could, you know, I could figure out ways to get around the actual shower itself. <laughs> like I can like mm -hmm. I will walk through the car wash. <laughs> I will wait for it. To rain. I will live, live I in know a place that rains. I know the schedule to the sprinklers on the lawn. It's fine. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, well, I'm standing on the lawn with shampoo. <laughs> Brady has a bar of soap in the middle of the park, and the sprinklers are going. <laughs> With a fucking loofah. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. It's biodegradable. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, good one. Good one, Mandy. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for being on our episode with us tonight. Any last words from anyone? Uh, I, I don't have anything to add. I'm just thankful and grateful. And I had a really good time chatting with you ladies, getting to know a little bit more Katie, and I hope we get to do it in person sometime soon. 
I would just like yeah. to add, if you don't have a boyfriend or guy or man or whatever, I strongly encourage you to create a Galentine's event, which is what Mandy and I have been doing since we met in 2007. Even when we've had boyfriends, we still go out as a co-ed group or just the girls. And I think it's the best thing ever. So Galentine's Day. We actually have done that with and without boyfriends. I think almost every year. There may be years where something weird happened, but I want to say pretty consistently we are out for Valentine's Day, like celebrating each other. Yes. Celebrate Valentine's Day. So I'm always with my friends. Yeah. Better that way. (laughs) I agree. We're expanding our group. Yeah. All right. Well, have a wonderful night and thank you so much for joining us. We love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That was so much fun. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, I haven't laughed that much in so long. I'm not even sure if, uh, you know, when I laugh, I build up a lot of phlegm in the back of my throat. (laughs) And I'm not sure if the episode's going to reflect a lot of me trying to step away from the microphone to cough (laughs) up my and clear my throat from all the phlegm. But that's. So if, if I need to step away from any conversation we have and clear my throat, it's a good sign because it means that we've been laughing and enjoying so much that I have phlegm in the back of my throat. I so, definitely saw you do that a couple times. Yeah. It was so much fun just hanging out with our gal pals. We haven't got to hang out with like, like you and I get to hang out. Yeah. And like maybe we, like we mentioned in the episode, like you and I and Shireen went to like a park and mm-hmm. we had a lot, like a happy hour. We had like food in the park once and we've done small stuff, but like we've, I, I don't know that we've hung out with like, maybe we have, we, we did do pumpkin carving in a, like a distance, oh, right. like a backyard mm-hmm. situation with a couple of people, but like we don't get to hang out with like a couple of people and it's, it's really it's fun. Really nice. I really missed Just, it. Mm. Even though we were on Zoom. I know. It was still fun. And I'm glad that we were able to get the video working too. It's so nice to have oh, yeah. face-to-face. You know, yeah. that's the hard part. Like you can chat with somebody over the phone, but being able to see their facial expressions, like sometimes, many times, I don't use words to emote. Like a lot <laughs> of facial expressions take place on this face of mine. <laughs> and it can be either entertaining or it can be very informative. And so... Okay. It was great to be able to do via, you know, a video teleconferencing platform like Zoom and and uh, and that was so much fun and just drinking a little bit, having fun, telling jokes, telling stories. There were some stories. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was a super and it's it's really nice, like even little things like that. I mean, that was like an hour. Right. And so, um, again, finding moments in your life to spend with your close friends is so valuable and priceless. Maybe, Connection. Uh, yeah. Connection is yeah. one of my mm-hmm. words this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Connect. And so, you know, I think some of the most important points of our conversation was that, you know, maintaining and keeping a, a strong relationship with your gal pals requires a lot of patience and understanding. And you're kind of like each other's cheerleaders, right? Yeah. I want to say... One thing we did not specifically say in the episode, but like sitting here reflecting on it is like having a realistic expectation Mm -hmm. of what your friends and girlfriends, like what that relationship can be and is Um, because we are all, you know, a lot of us are doing, we live active lives. We're all doing the damn thing. Yeah. Like we're working, 
where, you know, some people are married, some people have kids, some people have none of it, but like we're working three jobs, we're doing these side hustles, we got our own things going on. Like everybody's got a lot going on and respecting that. And not taking it personally, right? Not like, taking it personally yeah. when somebody doesn't have the time for you and just being like, don't get butt hurt when yeah. somebody doesn't catch up with you for a bit. It's like, but if you can pick right back up where you yes. were, like that to me, I have a friend from high school, junior high. Um, We were like acquaintances in French class and... We kind of kept in touch through high school and stuff and then like a little bit thereafter and like on Facebook here and there. But we randomly end up back home in Michigan at the same times because her family's still there. She doesn't live there anymore. But I end up back there around holidays and summers and so does she. And like we hang out almost every year for the last few years. Nice. See, like when I when I'm home in Michigan. I think that's a kind of and we have a great time. Yeah. Like we get each other. We're yeah. on the same vibe. We're like we're both surly about the same shit. <laughs> I was going to say that kind of relationship requires, and we, we, again, I didn't get to mention it on the episode, but it requires a lot of trust in each other. Yeah. Trust that, hey, what we have is solid. If we don't talk for six months, next time I see you, like between summer and next time I see you the holidays, I'm mean, like, we're going to pick up right where we left off because that's what a good friend is. Like, we recognize and respect each yeah. other's shit. That yeah. goes on in our, each other's I'm not trying to lives. focus on what doesn't happen yeah. when we're not together. Yeah. I'm trying to make the most of the time when exactly. we are I'm together. I'm not going to be butthurt because you can't talk to me for six, uh, six months. I'll right. see you the next time I see you and we'll have a blast. Yeah. Like, I miss you, friend. Like, I yeah. hope you're doing well. Like, yeah. just keeping and in touch trusting, on social yeah. media. And right. And trusting that if there's ever an issue, you'll, like, the other person will come running If you need this person, you, need it. Right. you let them know. Yeah. I'm here if you need me. You let yeah. me know. She and I actually are talking about going to Italy. Oh, we have been since I went to Italy last yeah. time and then COVID happened. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. She and I are talking about road tripping. She was like, I want to go to Italy. I want you to go with me. I was like, girl, I want to go with you. We need to do this. I was like, but I think I want a road trip. I was like, if you're cool with it, let's rent a car. I'll drive. I have no problem driving in another country. I think I can do this. Mm. I'll read up on it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what the requirements are, but they gave me a hey, driver's license. If other license. people can do it, you can do it. That's what I think too. Like if somebody else in this world can do something, I'm pretty sure I can figure it out too. I was a passenger in a road trip across Spain a couple of years ago. Yeah. My buddy drove across How hard Spain. Can it be? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like seriously, like let's do this. Like, yeah. On, I was the last time I was in Italy, we I did a wine tour and with a bunch of other Americans and two of them were road tripping around. They were like telling me about it. I'm like, I could do that. This, yeah. If this guy could do it, I could totally do that. Why not? He's not. What's exactly. he got that I don't? Exactly. I, got, I, I have more years driving experience than he does. <laughs> they give me a driver's license here in two different states in this country. <laughs> I could get one in that country. For, right. I could drive. I could drive Italy. Exactly. No they drive on the right side of the road which is fine i think i could do it i think you can do it too give me a map give and you me do GPS. it better too yeah give me a gps <laughs> i got this exactly right on right on well i hope that works i can't wait to hear about that trip or Anyways. i might be tagging along too <laughs> you should come you'll i've you never will... been to europe oh my god I know, i'm devastated I know. every time you tell me i know this. i'm just letting i'm throwing it out into the universe that i've not yet gone to europe and i will be europe i'm gunning for you hashtag europe bound exactly you oh, you man. you that'd so, be really yeah. fun you'll get into wine oh okay. as we talked about a little bit in this episode mm -hmm. i could introduce you to italian italian wines are a lot of fun and italian men mm, Ooh, nice. okay Very okay nice. i could totally I could pasta. Be into they, they're pretty menu. good with dietary stuff okay. too. So like the gluten free, I had a really easy time eating vegan. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sure we could get you yeah. plenty of gluten-free food. I like it. Oh, I'm hungry. The food is amazing over there. You know, your dinner tonight was amazing. Thank you. And it was gluten-free. Yeah. And vegan. And vegan. Mm-hmm. It was good. Anyways, it was a blast chatting with our gal pals. And uh, for our listeners out there, tell us uh, about your best friend. Honestly, yeah. Tell tag us your like, best friend. Tag your Let best friend. Let us know who your best friend is. Shout it to the whole world. Tell us why she's your yeah. best friend. Why she's your ride or die. He or she. I was going to say he or she. It's Galentine's week, so I'm leaning towards the female relationships. And that's the focus of our podcast is when we grow up, we become these grownups that we so want to be yet don't want to be all at the same time. <laughs> How difficult it can be to have these adult female relationships and um it can be difficult it can be challenging but it can be done and we want to hear how everybody else is doing it but that goes same you know the same thing goes for our male listeners as well as some of our listeners like if your best friend is the opposite sex or you know Mm -hmm. let's just shout out to the whole world who our best friend is and why they are and why we love them i do have one best friend that is the opposite sex Mm -hmm. well actually if if there might be multiples listening i have one best friend (laughs) I have two best friends of the opposite sex. I'm sorry, Roy and Ben. Ben, I mean, Ben knows he's my best guy friend in the whole wide world. Like, Well, you better tag him I then. Think, yeah. Make up for I this. Think, I think every, <laughs> all of my best friends and all of my good friends know that Ben is one of my best friends in the whole wide world. And like, he's one of those people. You always say that, that uh, reason. Season. Oh, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Thank you. And he's one of those lifetime people. Mm-hmm. And like he and I have had those chats like, so many times um so yeah i do have a guy best friend as well and i like that too like tag your tag even if they're not your best friend maybe they're a friend and that you know and you know the reason why they're in your life go for it and maybe you just tell us the reason yeah so please do reach out you can reach out to us and tag your friends on instagram at the main dish podcast facebook at the main dish pod and on twitter we would love for you to tag us in your bernie memes at the main dish pod and as always we are so grateful that you are on this journey with us and building this community with us and we enjoy our time with you and so until next week have a wonderful week love you love you too